This is a Skeptic Frogs production. Fire. Air. Water. Earth. Eight years have passed since the Avatar's untimely end, with fear that the Avatar line may have ended, and with withering hope for the White Lotus to continue holding peace, the search for the next Avatar hastily begins. Previously on Dice Benders. Much to my dismay, yes. You guys are a little late, but at least you made it. So you guys are heading over to Baylong. We fastened him with a few things that you may need on your trip. Alright, let's get on this flying machine. I mean, animal. I think we should go to the city. Maybe act around like, to see what's really happening. Does anyone know anything about spirits, though? What exactly do we want to know? You know with totem spirits that it's a protector of the land. You guys see the city that you guys are supposed to be heading towards is below you. Baylong is a newly bustling town, surrounded by thick forests on all sides and a river bordering the north. Buildings that are sprawled at seemingly organized random but near brand new architecture leaves you to believe that the city is not that old. Within the square, there seems to be a massive gathering of individuals and bursts of fire at random within its center. The southern edge of town rests what looks to be a not run down, but older stable and hut. That's one of the many lesser detailed buildings that from the sky seem as though they are edging towards the line of green from the trees. You also see a tiny barren line weaving through the forest and before it, that represents train tracks leading into and circling out of the city, point where it forks west and loops back south, being a station close to the stable. On the western part of the city, against the river, you see a factory that contains the words Cabbage Cork, but the building and signage itself looks worn down and abandoned, as it's also a lone standing structure this way of town. On the eastern side, you spot a very large building surrounded by walls that stretch even over the riverbank slightly, making its way to the northern side of the waters. Uh, everybody, while you guys are in the sky, give me perception checks. Everyone who's in the sky? <laughs> yep. So, uh, if any of you wanted to jump off of Iroh um, and, and tell those vultures that they can't get away from you that easy... That's something Jaeger really wants to do. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure it ate, ate you inside that nice fresh meat fell down to the ground. And Those Kevin flying cats will taste my steel. Kevin <laughs> will look at you like, yeah, no, you ain't doing that. Alright, so what, what did everybody get? Taro got a 5. Dirty oh, wow. 20. Alright. Jaeger got a 19. Jaeger okay. got our Jaeger. <laughs> <laughs> Your name doesn't even start with the same letter. It sounds like it does. All right, so Yang, what did you get? Uh, I got a six. Okay, so it's just Kevin and Jaeger. Um, Jaeger, you said you got a nineteen. All right. So the two of you, um, you guys seem to have some pretty good eyes, um, and you're able to spot this type of stuff. You see streets. And a few less modern cars, um, street lights powered by gas. It doesn't seem to emit the same type of light that a light bulb would. Um, you guys see within the square that there are many shops. You see an inn called the Stay Inn, which you're able to see uh, from the sky through the signage. 
Uh, you also see a, a bank uh, that has a big old uh, coin bag. Think like money bags from Spyro, but not. Um, called the UPEN National Bank. Um, and that's just within the inner city, the city commons. Uh, you also see, uh, looking away from the city, against the flow of water, so you're looking to the east, your eyes can barely spot it, but you do still see a widening in the river that rests what looks to be a small island that seems covered in trees. Uh, there seems to be like a barren patch on that island that there are no trees. Uh, but that is everything that you guys see. Um, you guys are dropping down to Keel Iro. Where would you like to drop down by? Yang sent you the driver. Uh, where you want to drop him? I'll probably want to land uh, just on the outside of the village, or uh, yeah, but also near the water. Okay, uh, the edge of town um, on that side. Uh, so you guys, you're trying to land near the water. So you've got the side to the east where the big um, building is, and then the side to the west that has the factory. Um, those are the only spots that are near the water that aren't in town that you can land. I, I guess the uh, big building, not the factory. Okay, so you uh, drop down onto the eastern side of town, uh, outside of the big walls that are surrounding, now that you are closer, seems to be just one building that's surrounded by uh, this wall acting like a gate, kind of like, you know, how Toph's family's place is. It had that big wall that was surrounding it. It's basically like that, long story short. Um, you guys do see even guards are walking the perimeter of the place, so you kind of avoid that just enough. Uh, you land near the tree line, um, far enough away to where no one's going to bother you from anything. I immediately jump off of Iro and run towards where... Uh, where he's been. Okay, yeah, you've got, you see the, um, you're able to look at the wounds. He's got uh, more wounds on his tail than he does on his left side, but those are both where uh, he has taken some damage. I am going to get off the pyro uh, with the healer's kit. Well, actually, since it's like I'm now near water, I'm going to jump up, I'm going to jump up the pyro and use healing wound on him. The water is um, a, a bit of a distance from you. You would have to like walk five minutes, fill up your pack, and then walk all the way back. Because you'd, you'd have to go around that large building. Gotcha. That, the wall. Uh, okay. But you are a waterbender. There's, like, when I picture you, you have water skins with you. Uh, so, I mean, it's your character, so I'm not telling you what you have, but it's just what I see. Like, I would think a waterbender would carry water with them just like uh, Katara does. Yeah. I'm taking my water skin uh, pouch, my waterbending uh, skin pouch, and I'm going to go uh, heal his tail so that he get better uh, using uh, my healing water. Your yep, it acts like your wounds uh, for the listeners. It also um, 
It does take a chi point to use cure wounds. And... Oh. Arrow's worth it. He's worth it. Okay. So you spend a chi point, and uh, also as you are healing, not just roll health, but also roll a medicine check. Okay. So first, rolling a D8 plus my modifier. Eight plus my, my modifier, which is a plus two, so that's ten. And you said a medicine check? Yes. Alright, and for a medicine check, natural twenty. Beautiful. Um, for the listeners and for you guys as well, um, this is something Kevin and I talked about before. Uh, because this is Avatar, they don't have healing potions and stuff like that as normal. So um, waterbenders are pretty important, pretty useful, because they can heal. Uh, we have it to where the uh, healing water is a full action rather than a bonus action. But to make up for the extra amount of time needed to do it, every uh, healing water, you roll a medicine check. And with the class sheets that we use, if you roll a, a at 20 on a medicine check, you get a crit heal die. So you get an extra healing boost. So every heal is going to have a medicine check to go with it. You roll the nat 20, so you are able to add your healing, uh, your crit heal dice. So go ahead and roll that as well. What's the crit dice again? Uh, you are level three right right all right so crit heal die is a d4 oh right two all right so there's an extra two health um so you guys watch this as kevin uh pulls out some water from his skins uh presses his hands down on iroh and iroh takes well to the the, the soothing calmness that is the water as it glows this bright blue. Um, Kevin does the tail, does the side. Uh, Iroh looks healed up for the... I forget how much exactly you said. I did, actually didn't write it down, which I should have. That was my mistake. But Iroh looks healthier, looks happier, and looks better. And starts panting, turns around to look at you, um, Kevin. Just goes... And like tries to jump on you like a like a big dog would to lick your uh, lick your face. That's okay. <laughs> as long as you, at least you're feeling better. As, as I'm healing, I'm, I'm kind of picking off like, I think from the tail, when you ain't cut it off, we got a little vulture paw print here. Oh, claws on it. Hey, Jaeger, you want a souvenir? Here's a... Here's the paw. Here's one of the little claws that it left behind. Yeah, I'll take it. All right, you grab it, and it looks kind of like a a raptor talon, almost. Um, it's, it's a pretty cool souvenir. I dig it. As long as you dig it to Ira, it's all yours, right, Ira? <laughs> and licks you again. I want can I water bin uh, saliva? Um, roll me an Arcana check. Let's see, Arcana, it is a eight. 
Uh, you attempt it, you are unable to uh, bend the saliva. Oh well. He's happy. Hmm? So, what's the game plan? As I look into to Taro, uh, Yang, and Jaeger. What's the game plan, y'all? Um, Kevin, give me a, um, a perception check, I guess, as you're looking around at your group. Natural 20. Jesus. Okay, as you're asking the group, you happen to look around, and you see Yang is just furiously just shaking right now. He looks... There is definitely something wrong with him at the moment. You say Yang? Yang, are you okay? Stupid, that's all. Stupid, I should have been paying more attention. And because of my negligence, Iroh got hurt. Yang, it's okay. We were in battle. Things do happen, it's not your fault. The Air Masters were right. I don't focus too much. I'm always letting my mind wander. We made it to the ground, didn't we? And Iroh's still helping. Iroh pants and looks at you. See? Looks at you, Yang. Sorry, buddy. I, I let you down and you got hurt. But don't hurt us makes us stronger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with and- that conversation, Yang, you look and you see the three, um, three people. Although you guys just met yesterday um you seem to all be pretty good uh each one of you has differences and you're somehow it all works out and you're not really sure how but it's it's a good feeling you're seeing these three people standing up and um they're just standing up and being in themselves uh and that's something that's really nice for you to see I start to calm down, and I just think back to Master Go's teachings and calm myself and have a brief instance where I have a thought of my great-great-grandfather and how much I really hate him and my family right now. And this is internally. Alright, so uh, externally, um, since Kevin was the one that did the perception, I'll say it from his perspective. You see Yang has calmed down now uh, and seems to be... He's still kind of lost in thought, but he seems to be here, at least. So, um, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna get... I'm gonna put my arms around him and just, just want to make sure like give him a good hug. A good comforting hug. I flinch slightly. Sorry. I'm but not you look used like you need to it. Sorry. I Whoa. am uh. hug and nearly collapse in on her. On who? Or him. Sorry, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Alright, Antara, what were you about to say? Oh, I was gonna <laughs> redirect the conversation. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, you uh, you and Jaeger are just standing there side by side <laughs> watching as this waterbender comes running up and goes, oh, and just hugs this, uh, this airbender. He is stiff as a board for a second, looks down, and then gives a hug back and just kind of like collapses into Kevin. Uh, you and Jaeger are just standing there watching that whole thing. Well, uh, should we uh, head into town, I guess? Yes. Let's go. Are we just gonna leave Iroh out here? No, he's gonna follow us. He'll be fine. Alright. Follow me. Right, buddy? Hold on. Where you do realize he's he's pretty big, so they might we we may have put him in a stable. Would that be okay with you? Get uh taken care of, yeah. Okay. You guys remember uh, as you were flying in that there was a stable nearby where the um, uh, train tracks were, the train station would have been. Yeah. So you guys, you guys want to head that way? Sure. Yeah, we're gonna. I think I saw a stable on the way in. We'll go check that place out first. Okay. All right. Uh, you guys, you guys maintain um, a reasonable distance from the. Um, between the outskirts of the city and the forest line. And you're able to walk around. You see some old, it looks like abandoned buildings. Some of them not so abandoned, but you can definitely tell the outskirts of town does not have nearly as much currency and income or even pool uh, with the city as the interior of it. Uh, you definitely just feel, it almost feels like two completely separate uh, entities within the city and the outskirts but you're uh you walk through you walk around until you get to where the stable was you see the stable looks um as well kept as an old stable can uh right next to it you see a two-story building uh that has a sign that the paint is worn out but you can make out the word in that's kind of it um you guys head inside uh of the inn See, the lighting in here is dull. A woman is sweeping the floor, and a man is absentmindedly listening to the radio behind the counter. Uh, you see some photos hanging by the gas-powered lighting that's on the walls. Uh, it looks like just family members and other things. Uh, to the left of the counter, you see stairs that lead up to where the rooms would be in the inn. Uh, the wooden boards creak as you guys walk in, as the woman that is sweeping looks over. Uh, in surprise, uh, she stops sweeping it and goes, uh, "Oh, uh, hello there, hello." She, hi, uh, are you guys here for for rooms? Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, uh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, she looks over at uh, the man behind the counter and she goes, "Jensen." <laughs> Nervous laughs, look at you guys, and kind of gives you like a one second, you know, with her finger. Walks over uh, and starts talking to the man, trying to get him to listen, and then she just shuts off the radio. Um, anyone that wanted to try to listen in on that radio, give me a perception check just to see what he was listening to, if anyone's interested. 18, tell me. 18. So, uh, are you the only one that I would... um? Want to hear it? I got... You say perception? 11 perception, yeah. plus 2... So 13. 
Okay. Um, you are able to hear it. It sounds like... Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. hello. Uh, sorry, I keep forgetting that I'm muted. Uh, 13, uh-huh. uh, 13 plus 2 is 15. Okay. So yeah, um, you guys are able to hear this at... Just as she's about to turn it off, you're hearing something, um... Uh, about, it seems like, commentary. You know how back in the day, uh... Radios used to commentate on sport matches and stuff like that. But it sounds like this is more of a, a commentary on some demonstration of firebending or something. Uh, you recall while you were flying into the city at within the, the town square, there seemed to have been bursts of fire. So you, um, maybe what he's listening to has to do with what's going on in town. Uh, but she shuts it off. And he suddenly wakes up from staring into the, uh, from listening into the radio, and he goes, Oh, Tifa, what? Oh! And he gets up, dusts himself off, and he says, Oh, how, how can we help you? Uh, we're part of the White Lotus. Uh, can we get some rooms here? Oh, White Lotus, huh? And he starts, um, rubbing his chin. He's got a small, like, stubbly beard. Uh, very old, raggedy looking man with, poor clothing and he goes oh i think i could get you some rooms um i could do maybe 10 coin a night for you does anyone want to haggle him is that 10 per person uh yeah that's right 10 per person (laughs) i was asking if there was anything we could do to possibly take some funds off of the rent to- uh, the cost like any work we could do um give him a per- a um persuasion two I'm not even two uh he just looks at you and he goes oh well you know we, we, we've got it taken care of here what we really need is just those rooms paid How many rooms is that for? Oh, that would be four rooms, ma'am. Much further. One in the barn. Did you say the barn? Uh, I have a sky bison. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, you know, that that would be, uh... I could take care of that bison for you for maybe, uh... Maybe... 25 coin. Have you ever been on a sky bison ride? Uh, no, and I'm I'm glad I haven't. It's quite enjoyable. Uh, it's really not. Doesn't sound as enjoyable as being on the ground, son. It's more I hear fun you. when it has a pilot. He just looks at you, Jaeger, when you say that confused, like, uh, I don't doubt so yeah, the uh, rooms ten, ten coin a night per person. Uh, the bison twenty five coin a night. Would you have a talk fawn? Uh, no. What's that? Uh, it's a strange device thingy that allows people to talk who aren't in the same room. A telephone. Yes, that. 
Oh, uh, yeah, we've got we've got one in uh, one of the special rooms. We're still working on getting the funding to get some more into each one of the rooms. But yeah, that'll link us straight to uh, counter here. Or if you need to make a call or something, you could use the one that's right here. He picks it up and puts it over the counter. How would you feel about being an official lodging destination of the White Lotus? Uh, I feel like you're trying to butter me up, and I don't really know. Uh, I don't really know if I believe you. About being in the White Lotus? About possibly being an ally of the White Lotus. Uh, an individual who helps keep an ear out for leads on the possible new avatar and any dangers like the one we are here to inspect and check up on involving the missing individuals of your village. Uh, we're just looking for individuals who would be contacts for us. And right, give him another persuasion check. Welcome right. to this game. Uh, Kevin, what were you saying? I didn't even hear you say anything. I was about to say, like, if you do become a contact, you do, you can have a lot more White Lotus taking residence in your, um, we're coming by and seeing your, your rooms. There's a lot more paying customers. Yeah, uh, Yang, roll it with, um, with the assist from, from Kevin. Alright, so the first roll is a 17. The second roll... Uh, 17 plus 1 is an 18. And he he listens to that and he says, uh, well, I mean, if you've got the authority to do something like that, uh, put in some good word. I, I don't mind taking in some extra business. I could drop down the price for you a little bit, but, you know, I gotta pay, I gotta have coin to feed your bison, and I gotta have coin to keep the lights on in those rooms, so. We don't need four rooms. We could share. Oh yeah. One. Yeah. Uh, you you uh, Taro. You say that. You hear that. And you look down and you see like a a cat looking thing, um, like a, a cat dog uh, as it walks by. I'm gonna <laughs> shoo at it. You're gonna shoo at it or shoot at it? Shoo, not shoot. Oh. <laughs> I was like, shoo, shoo. I pull out my scimitar. <laughs> going down. I, my I punch it with my fist. The the woman's like, get out of my get out of my home, you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, <laughs> back to reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot what was the last thing said, but he goes, yeah, well. I still need some funding to get those rooms. And you said, uh, don't need four rooms. That's fine. We could do, uh, I could do five coin per room per night. Deal. Okay. How many rooms? Uh, one or two. How many beds? How big are the rooms? And how many beds? Uh, the room's got one bed each. How big the beds? Uh, when? It looks like we're gonna be spooning. Oh, I'll sleep on the floor. I don't mind being a little spoon. 
The cat dog widens his eyes when you say that. <laughs> I think this cat dog's a purr. Yeah, that's, uh, how'd you know that's what his name is? Uh, <laughs> Excuse me? Go outside, go outside. Cat dog rushes outside. I am stunned and befuddled. I mean, we we could do two rooms, two individuals per room. And then there's Iroh, who will need space in the barn. Yeah, I, I can't drop down on the price for that bison. Uh, 25 notch, that gets me uh, no coin in my pocket, because that gets the food in the belly and keeps the worm in the stable. How many nights do you think we'll be staying here? I turn to Taro. Do you think you could uh, contact Master Torque with the Takamathon? With the telephone? Yes. Sure. See what to do in this situation. See how we're supposed to pay for this with the 50 coins that we have. Say, do you take New Earth coin? Uh, no, definitely not. How about Water okay, Tribe cool. money? Why the hell would I take Water Tribe money? Sorry, the Is... Aeronauts don't have finances. Are there other inns in this town? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we got some closer into the, uh, the center of town, but there ain't no stables in there. Well... A second place for... Let's pay him the money, and I'm going straight to the bank so I can uh, do some exchanging funds. I'm gonna join you. (laughs) Alright, so he just uh, puts his hand out um, for the coin. How much are you guys giving him? Uh, That's 35, right? For the one night? You guys are doing um, two rooms stable one night right so yes. far yeah so yep that would be 35 okay all right you hand it to him and he goes oh yeah yeah and he puts it in his pocket and he says pleasure doing business with y'all pleasure and he sits down and turns his radio back on i have a question it, where just would one waves. be able to compete in that tournament that you're listening to he goes, this, this ain't no tournament. This is a, this is a, this is a showing. Showing of what? Ah, he just kind of waves his hand and the the woman walks up and she just shakes her head and is like, I, I'm sorry, my husband is, uh, he is fixated on that thing. We never should have purchased it. And she looks at him menacingly. He doesn't even pay her any mind. But she turns back to you guys and says, there's been some people um, coming in to do some tour that they're doing around around the country. Uh, they call themselves the the Dragon Dancers. So he just he's just listening to their uh, their concert pretty much. Can I do a roll to see if I know anything about them? Yeah, you could do that, um, Jaeger. You could do that too, since they are firebenders. You might have heard of them. Uh, do history. <laughs> Five. Fifteen. Jaeger, you've heard of these guys. Um, you know Shang hates it. Because he thinks that um, 
they're they're doing shows for money and firebending should not be you, you, he finds what they are doing disgraceful but you've heard of them okay uh, and for you, Taro, you said you got a five. Yeah, you you yeah. haven't heard of these before. Great. I'm going to uh, I'm going to talk to um, the innkeeper's wife, or she's the innkeeper. Uh, she she might as well be the innkeeper. She's the one that does most of the work. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to talk to the innkeeper to. Uh, I want to get some information from her. Okay, yeah, she went back to uh, sweeping after you guys started um, calling if you knew who the dragon dancers were. And she looks over and is like, uh, uh, yeah, hey. Hi. Oh, I'm sorry. We all, we, we, we're doing all this talking and I haven't even catch your name. My name is Kevin. What's your name? Tifa. It's a pleasure to meet you. Tifa? Uh... These are my right. friends here from the White Love Society. Uh, yeah, I see that from the sashes. Can you tell us anything about these disappearances going on? Anything you you have heard? <sighs> yes, uh, most of it. And she puts the um, she leans the broom up against the wall, and and she seems very focused on this conversation now. And she says they. It started um, maybe a month, two months ago. Uh, people just kind of started disappearing every, I want to say, two weeks or so. Um, problem is, it, it usually comes from right around the edge of town. So most of the people in within the city don't really care. Oh, that's messed up. Do you know who's been getting kidnapped? Uh, mostly just, just the young the young folk, the, um, some middle-aged ones. No, nobody in particular. It doesn't really seem like anyone is, is any. There's no real connections. And you hear um, her husband speak up, and he goes, "I think it's just them youngins uh, getting out of town, trying to find a new life somewhere else. That's all I think it is." So, um, were there, like drag marks? Or were there any falls? Um, or did they just straight up vanish? Uh, I don't really go out and see the sites. I just happen to hear it from people, from neighbors that have seen them uh, wake up one morning and the people are gone. On the outskirts of town, is there any law enforcement or any guards? Like, see the guards around the city, like the inner city parts, but I don't see any guards out here. Or do they well, care? Well, guards, no. The only guards that you'll find uh, work for um, Ludini, but there's police. They don't really come out this way, though. We kind of just fend for ourselves. and uh, Just kind of the way it works. Ludini, you said? Uh, yeah, have you heard of him? Have you, have you seen any of his movies? Everybody just wanted to point out that we are aware that movies are called movers in the Avatar world. It's just every once in a while we do mess it up. I hope you are able to understand. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen a few of them. I, I know someone who's pretty big into them. Um, do you know, like, where he lives, generally? Uh, yeah, he lives up on the, like, the northeastern part of town. He lives in this giant 
mansion-like house. It's impossible to miss. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you. Uh-huh. Well, your, your master did say he's unorthodox. And a big freaking house is unorthodox. Yeah, I wouldn't... Uh, he's, a, he's a pretty strange guy. Um, he moved into town... Uh, after the factory shut down and just kind of his his wallet kind of rebuilt the city though so a lot of a lot of the um the changes that you're seeing all the nice buildings in the main part of town that's most of it is his money all the changes, and when did huh? the factory uh yeah when did the factory shut down oh i want to say jensen how long ago was the uh did the factory shut down uh I- Five, ten years, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so we'll just go with about seven years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when did Ludini uh, popped up? He kind of popped up about the same time, I want to say. Uh, he saw a lot of potential. He was just starting to do a new movie um, and just fell in love with the, the scenery nearby and started building his home and started building up the city. Is there any um, sacred spirit or that design in this area of town? Hmm. Well, you see, that's uh, that's what I think the people are disappearing are from. Um, already heard my my husband, but I think maybe it's a, a spirit because um, traveling up the river, there's there's an island nearby that. Uh, there's a totem on there, uh, and I haven't gone out to check, but it's very likely that someone could have interacted with that, and maybe the spirit's angry. Maybe the spirit doesn't like the changes going on in the city. But these um, changes have been happening in the city for more than seven years, right? Yeah, and that's why I think her idea just doesn't make sense. No one asked you, Jensen. I'm gonna go to the door and take a look outside. Uh, what time of day is it, roughly? Uh, since you guys left uh, around sunrise, traveled for about ten hours, uh, a little bit longer because of the battle, um, it's about... It's just after midday. Uh, you still got a good, like, seven or eight hours of daylight left. I turn to the party and um, look down for a minute and bring my hand up to my chin as if I'm thinking. I I stop, look at everybody. I'm going to take Iroh up the river, scope out the island. Do you want someone to come with you? I'll go with you. Yeah, I feel the two spiritual ones should go. Yeah, y'all go be spirity, I guess. You two check out the cities. I'm down. Because one, we may. uh, I'm gonna hand you my uh, my water bending, my water water try bunny. Can you do me a favor? Head to the bank and get the change out for me. 
I got you. And I'm handing her like uh, twenty, uh, like twenty pieces of, of water bending uh, money, just so we could get like some some regular coinage for this area. Okay, so yeah, Taro, um, you have twenty water tribe coin uh, in your possession. Kevin, you no longer have twenty. Got it. Yang pats his uh, pocketless uh, outfit and is like. Sorry, I have nothing to exchange. You're fine. Alright, so uh, the party is splitting up. We are doing Kevin and Yang go out to the um, island. Taro and Jaeger, you guys are heading into the city? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so you guys split up. Um, This is going to be interesting. Do we get the keys for the rooms? Yeah, he hands you the keys after he handed you, or after you okay. handed him the gold. So you guys have the room keys. Uh, you guys just got two of them. So we'll give one to you, Taro, and then one to um, Evan or Yang, whichever one wants it. I'll take the key. Okay, so Taro, you have a key. Kevin, you have a key. Uh, let's do something fun. Since we have two different parties, uh, let's do a roll for initiative. Uh, one person from one party, one person from the other. We'll see which story to do first. Before Kevin and I take off, I ask uh, Jaeger and Taro to grab, uh, if they could potentially grab a peach and a handful of tea leaves. Peach and tea leaves? Yes. Please. Or what kind that. of tea leaves? Uh... Tyro isn't picky. He loves tea. Oh, it's for... Okay. Yeah, I feel like... I, I promise I'll pay you guys back. I just... I feel like he deserves something because of my negligence. Don't worry your little head about that. Alrighty. You ready, uh, Kevin? Ready. Oh, and... it's the police. <laughs> and I'm gonna mute and let Kevin roll for us. Okay. All right. Uh, Kevin, just in case you want to use my initiative, as plug four. But plug. there's police going by, so I have to mute. That's why I'm not rolling. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Using uh, Yang's uh, initiative, I got 15 plus Yang, so that's 19. Okay. And group. Two. What are you guys doing? Sorry, you, you want to roll? roll? I'd rather you roll. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I rolled like okay. three different natural ones, so. Okay. Well, I don't think anything I can do can beat a nineteen. Um, it sure doesn't. Got a twelve. All right. So we are going to start with Kevin uh, and Yang first. You guys get on the bison. This is the first time the party has. Uh, gone on a mission, and in the first mission, you guys have split up. That's always a good thing for D and D. It's always uh, a good idea in horror movies too. I know. Absolutely. <laughs> I but tell, anyway, I tell Ira to give Jaeger and uh, Taro a kiss before we leave. And he puckers his big bison lips. Uh, you thought that when he said "give a kiss," that it would have been his tongue. No, he's literally trying to give you a kiss. Um, 
I'm gonna pat him on the nose. <laughs> he looks a little sad and disappointed, but turns to Jaeger with big bison eyes, like puppy dog eyes, and like gestures for a kiss. This is making me severely uncomfortable. <laughs> But I guess I hold, <laughs> I hold out my hands. You can kiss uh, the other hand. <laughs> uh, your entire hand goes in his mouth. Uh, <laughs> and he, he eventually pulls away, and you just have a line of drool that slumps down to the ground before it breaks be the drool between your hand and his mouth. Uh, and he starts wagging his tail up and down. Um, and you say yip yip and you go flying off with Kevin um, do you guys talk at all while you guys are flying to the island I was gonna talk with Kevin yeah okay yeah um, hey Kevin can you uh, check out that second book for me while I and tell me what it's about please you say your book yeah the old uh, looking journal leather book Bound book looking one. Okay. So Kevin's looking into the book. Um, would it be in our, our, our camera chart? Or just look, we look at Um, yeah, you pick it up, you look at it. It looks like a very old, um, leather skin journal. Um, because you realize after scrolling through, you don't even need to roll an arcana check. This isn't a bending book or anything like what. Yang was uh, trying to point out, this is a journal. Ooh. Okay, it looks like somebody's journal. Oh. I was hoping it would have some uh, airbending techniques. Yeah. Kevin, you, um, because you love to read, um, you start trying to read into it a little bit. And you're hearing some, or you're reading some stories and some uh, perspectives, uh, mental points of views, and stuff like that about um, found, uh, founding um, Republic City and um, just learning how to be uh, better every day and uh, the raising a family, stuff like that. And it's starting to hit you the. Sounds like this might be Ying. Um, Yang? Um, this is a, you know this is a journal, right? This is a journal about Aang, about Aang, the Avatar Aang. I stiffen, my body stiffens immediately. Uh, oh, and now I uh, and now I am at the point where I have to choose to edit that or leave it. I'll leave it's it. always a tough choice. This is gonna be hard. But um. well, just as just as his body is. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go on, continue, please. Uh, I immediately uh, let go of the reins and jump backwards and snatch the book out of uh, Kevin's hands. Kevin's going to go. Well, Jennifer, he's. Uh, Yanks is wanting the journal. I don't want those those reins. All right. Yeah. You you kind of panic. Uh, so and I'm going to jump. Tumble your way over there. Yeah. Go ahead. So I'm going to move myself 
um, to Iroh's reign, just, just to make sure we're on, on, on course. You know, I know Iroh's intelligence, he can do it, but I just want to be sure. It's definitely like a mental comfort for, for him. Well, r- roll me an animal handling check. 16. Alright, yep, you are able to... Um, it does... It, you feel some struggle at first... Um, because the way you control the reins is entirely different from Yang, but Iroh um, recognizes that it's you, Kevin, and you guys readjust your course. Uh, we're going to cut over to Taro and Jaeger at this point. Um, so you guys just saw the bison take off um, after, I'm sure, Jaeger kind of shakes off his hand of all of the, the ucky love that you got. And you two are standing uh, in front of each other outside of the inn. So, the bank? To the bank. Okay. You guys start heading into town. Um, uh, Taro, you're kind of familiar with cities and stuff like that. Jaeger, not so much. But you're starting to see the closer you get into the center of town, the more bustling it gets. You're seeing the street lights. You're seeing some pay phones on the corners of some of the streets different kinds of shops that seem to be home uh like little mom and pop shops uh you're seeing some more industrialized things uh jaeger this totally shocks you you're seeing like automobiles driving down the roads um i'm sure that startles you a little bit um taro is able to calm you down but you uh, you guys make your way into the city um, and into the bank. You remember where it was from up in the sky, or at least I think Jaeger was the one that was able to figure it out. Uh, you guys walk in, and it seems to be a fairly bustling uh, bank, just as the outside is as busy of a street. Walk up to one of the tellers, uh, and she looks up at you too, and uh, a big smile on her face, and she says, Hi, what can I do for you? Hi, I'd like to make uh, a couple of exchanges. A couple exchanges, huh? Okay, Uh, what would you like? Um, Well, I have this water money. She's going to give the 20 water money. Um, And I also have this new earth coin. She's going to give 40 of her new earth coin. Uh, Okay, are you making a deposit, an exchange? Uh, we'd like to exchange it for you, pen coin, please. Uh, all right, coming right up, coming right up. And she grabs the stuff, um, starts shifting uh, some stuff as she is getting everything ready for you. Um, sorry. Um, she gets that stuff ready, and as you guys are standing there waiting, um, Jaeger, roll me a perception check. Okay. Got 19. Ooh. You're, look, you're looking around and you see like the officer that's supposed to be on duty to take care of the bank, uh, you know, just make sure things stay safe, is really staring you down hard. Uh, you start to tense up a little bit. You look around and you see a couple of other people are kind of like shunning their eyes away from you. Uh, and you're starting to hear whispers that you can't make out what they're saying. What's up? How much longer is this going to take? Mm, ask the teller. Hey, money lady. Huh? 
How much longer is this going to take? Just a little bit longer. I had to get some extra U-pin from one of the other tellers. All right, all she, right, then. She turns back or over. Uh, you're starting to see the, um, the officers starting to walk slowly towards you. Uh, some of the people are... Uh, you're looking around in Taro. You're starting to realize it now, too. There seems to just be, like, a divide between the two of you and the people in the bank. You, you feel some, like, heavy air around you right now. Um, I'm gonna whisper to Jaeger and be like, what's their deal? Just show them your sash and tell them I'm your prisoner. Why don't you show them your sash? They're not gonna believe me. Trust me. Uh, okay, um... You said the officer is approaching us? Yeah, the officer is now coming up to you guys. He's He's fairly close. Can I help you? Uh, yeah, is, is he with you? Yes, we're part of the White Lotus Society. Uh, both of you? Yes. He looks at Jaeger, looks back at you. Wow, they take just about anybody from the streets these days, don't they? And what's that supposed to mean? You... <laughs> you know what his people have done, right? It doesn't matter to me. It definitely matters to the people in this city, and he looks over at you, Jaeger, and he's like, it's probably best if you wait outside. I just look him dead in the eye, and I start making my way outside. The teller comes up as uh, as Jaeger walks away and puts down um, a big sack of money, and she goes, oh, here you go. Oh, where'd your friend go? You know how it is. Uh... Uh, Don't worry about it. It's fine. You uh, you grab the money and you just start walking out. Um, the teller and the banker, or the teller and the uh, officer, they start talking to each other. And as you're walking, you glance back and you see that the teller's eyes kind of widen and look back over to you as you close the door. You two are standing outside in the busy street again. Uh, Jaeger's just standing there, probably looking out into the street. How much money did we get? She exchanged everything for uh, UP coin. Oh, so I thought it's you just were like... asking me for a second. I was like really confused. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that was a DM question. Okay. So sixty UPEN. Okay. You two are standing in some awkward silence. Although you guys are surrounded by people, it feels like um, the air around you guys have kind of frozen like you're you're thinking to yourself what was all that about Jaeger's thinking to himself here too huh thank you everyone for listening to book one search episode five the city you belong if you enjoyed hearing this podcast and follow us on facebook and twitter and listen to us on apple Podcasts, spotify and youtube all under the name dicebenders dnd Dicebenders is a homebrew Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition live-action playcast using class models partially based on dndwiki.com. This game is set in the world of Avatar, created by Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Cagniesco, published by Nickelodeon. All credits for music and sounds will be found in the show notes. Special shout-out to our number one fan, Craig, the cat dog's kryptonite. We're also now opening the doors to our Discord if you'd like to join that. The link can be found below.